Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place in Ice District, 8th floor. It's 11 and a half degrees currently up in my broadcast location. So it's a wee bit chilly. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers offense has gone ice cold. They've scored only six goals in the first five home games of this homestand and seen them go 0-5. The Oilers started the season 16-5. and They dropped six consecutive games. Columbus in town tonight. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and join our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show a guy who used to spend his summers in these parts. He spent years now uh, working as an analyst on Columbus Blue Jackets television broadcast as well as doing some work on the NHL Network. We welcome back to the show Jody Shelley. Hi, Jody. How you doing? Bob, I'm doing great, buddy. I would have stopped in the booth there to see you, but i now thinking that how cold it is. I'm, I'm glad I didn't stop and see you when oh, I was at the come rink. come on, Sounds, man. Uh, you, have, you can handle this, no problem, right? This is, a, I mean, you, but you're you're originally from the East Coast, are you not? Or were you, I'm trying to recall your, sort of your... I'm all over. Port Hardy, BC, Bayvert, Newfoundland, Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, and now my parents live in Sherwood Park. So, yeah, I, I like it when I'm outside, but not when I'm inside trying to work. That's my thing. Yeah. I mean, outside, I don't mind at all. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, it's, uh, you know, they keep, uh, they want to make sure that they've, just so the listeners are aware, what happens is as people come into the building, the building warms up, and they want to uh, maintain a, a certain level of, you know, hard, fast ice. It's sort of always been the Edmonton thing, dating back to, of course, when they had the fastest and most electrifying team in the world, Jody, back in the 1980s, it, Edmonton and Minnesota had the best ice, and that was always one of the things back in those days. All right, tell us about this this Columbus Blue Jackets hockey squad this year. What are you watching on a nightly basis? You know what? They're a team that came into the season as the youngest team in the league. Uh, They had no expectations, uh, outside pressure whatsoever. And they picked up on the John Tortorella identity that he left here under new coach Brad Larson, who was under John Tortorella for eight years. 
and they are a hardworking team that had a uh, different style of training camp, but maybe harder under Larson because it was the battles that are disguised within drills, the two-on-two, the one-on-one, the three-on-three, relentless practice that set the tone for the season. And uh, they found out quickly their formula to win has got to be uh, tight in the middle, hard on the forecheck, and even harder on the back check. So, you know, their first 15 games, uh, they prided themselves on being that annoying team. That was kind of the compliment to the coach and the players, that they just won't go away. Uh, and they did that now. They've tailed off a little bit the past two games. They had a great game in Seattle uh, the, where they got the win, but they, you know, it was at the end of a long trip from Columbus. Uh, time change, uh, lots of travel there, and they just squeaked that one out. But last game in Vancouver, they had a great start, and then they just kind of fell asleep. And those are, those are the things we're going to see with, A, a young team, but very well-traveled. Uh, since the... Uh, Friday of Thanksgiving, which would have been three weeks ago back in uh, the United States, until the 21st of December, we're home in our beds for three nights. So there's a lot to it, and we're covering a lot of time zones. So it's not excuses. It's the reality of the schedule. I was looking at the Oilers' schedule. Similar, uh, that fatigue hits you, and, and uh, you know you don't see the team that you reflect on. But uh, they know how to win. They know how to play their game. Right now, they just can't find it. All right, they're three and nine on the road this year. Uh, is that right? No, five and nine. Five and nine on the road, and nine three and one at home. Uh, and so, a, a couple different storylines this year. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, in terms of Elvis Merzlikins, he's represented by Jerry Johansson here in town. Uh, a personal tragedy that the entire Blue Jackets organization went through. Uh, Elvis has ended up getting a, f- a five-year extension. He's the goaltender of the here and now and the future uh, with Columbus. Uh, Corpus is a pending unrestricted free agent. I know some Oilers fans have brought his name up. He basically has numbers that are f- historically similar uh, to, to Miko Koskinen. But just a thought on the sort of goaltending the Blue Jackets have got this year, Jody. Well, you've got two guys that are 50-game guys. That's the way I see them. They're number one goaltenders. Uh, Corposalo, remember Bob, Sergei Bobrovsky was here, and he was the man, and young Jonas Corposalo was waiting his turn, uh, and then comes Elvis. That's just the nature of professional sports, and Elvis right. has worked at his game. He's uh, He seems to be the guy that has won the limelight, won the starting position. Because there are times when Corpus Allo will let in that that goal, you know, one every five games. It's like you know that deflating goal, and um, he's working at it. But right now he's dealing with uh, he had he was sick, non COVID related. He was on the IR. Uh, he's really dealt with time away, and it's really been a bad times for him because he, you know, as a goalie, you got to get a rhythm. You got to have rhythm. You got to play the starts. You got to know when you're playing. You got to know what's happening. And and Elvis is playing better now because he's getting that rhythm. But for Corpus Allo, uh, it's play one, wait 10 days, which is uh, the perfect formula to be mediocre. So he's waiting to get a start. He's not going to get it tonight. You're going to see Elvis. Uh, but for Jonas, I love him. He's a great goalie, wonderful kid, works hard. And I think wherever he goes, uh, the fan base will be happy because he knows he's going somewhere. Yeah, and, and and there's been a lot of moving parts with this Blue Jackets organization, Jody. Uh, one of those was Seth Jones in the off season, and Columbus uh, got back uh, Adam Boquist, but they also got a, a first rounder. Uh, as as long as that's not a top two overall pick, that's going to turn out to be a pretty good trade. Because right now, the way Chicago's trending, 
it's probably going to be a top 10 pick overall. Um, Zach Wierenski yeah. remains the guy. They got Cole Sillinger, too, and they, in that draft pick. And they got... They up that, uh, yeah. They got Cole, Yeah, yeah, you're going to say it. So they got... So just a, a thought on uh, uh, Cole Sillinger, who's uh, playing on third line, son of Mike Sillinger, and what he's brought uh, so far this year. Well, I love this kid. I mean, he was the pick... Uh, that they got back in Chicago with Volquist and that pick next year, which you brought up. And 18 years old, he's the only guy from last year's draft that's still in the National Hockey League when Anaheim sent McTavish back. Uh, he's the guy. And you wait for the dip, right, with an 18-year-old. Yep. You know to try. You, you know he's trying to get to that 10-game point. Uh, you wait for the schedule to cap, catch up with him. But I tell you what, he's a star. The way he plays center, the way he takes care of the details, um, the way he self-assesses, I just love him, man. He is a pro. And, and, you know, when you watch camp, Bob, and you'll see the guys, the four or five guys that are NHL players, well, he's had it right from day one in Traverse City where they do the rookie camp. Carried it into camp, and now he's still uh, that guy that is so impressive uh, just in every situation he's put in. So I love him. He's not going to go to World Juniors. It doesn't sound like he's going to go there. He's going to stay with his team, and it's because he's making an impact. And the team is better with him, so it's a real compliment to him. Are you surprised by the bounce back this year from Boone Jenner? He had a 30-goal year back in 15-16. He hasn't broken the 20-goal plateau since. It's off to a pretty good start so far this season. And he's looks like he's playing almost exclusively center, if I'm looking at the numbers right. What are your thoughts on Boone Jenner? Yeah, they started him on the wing. They always do that with Boone. They think his uh, the simplicity of the game is where they want him. But, no, he's the best centerman on the team. Uh, I love this guy. I say that every team needs a Boone Jenner. To me, he's like the Mark Messe of the Oilers in, in some regard of leadership. You know what I mean? Like he's yep. he's got the intangibles you dream about. Um, he's he's the voice in the room, but he's also the heartbeat in the sense of whatever it is on or off the ice. Boone's in the middle of it, but not in a phony way. Not in a way where it seems like he has to do it. Uh, but on the ice, you know. A lot of people think he doesn't skate on top of the ice. Watch him tonight. He skates much better than what people think, what what you would think about Boone. Um, He's scoring goals, but those goals are all right on top of the blue paint. The goals that you talk to, like, the 11-year-old kid about. Like, you got to get your nose in on the blue paint and battle for pucks. Uh, He knows exactly what he is, and I think that's, you know, as a 28-year-old pro who's been with the Blue Jackets now for nine seasons, uh, he's in a real sweet spot with this team. He's, he should have been the captain. He could have been the captain the day he walked into the locker room. That's my opinion. Uh, but he's the guy that you love to watch on a regular shift because, you know, if he makes a mistake in overtime or at the end of a, a you know, at, at a critical time, you almost say, oh, you know, you understand it was, it was in a good spot. He's all effort. You're almost like, oh, it was Boone. That's, that's, that's fine. You know what I mean? Because it's not like he's not doing it for the right reasons. I, I think he's uh, he's not only the glue, he's the leader of this team. So uh, you mentioned John Tortorella. He made some interesting comments about Connor McDavid and, uh, you know, hey, be quiet. I, I had to kind of chuckle because uh, McDavid has, for whatever reason, Edmonton's had a fair amount of success against Columbus. Five of the last six games, the Oilers have won. Blue Jackets pounded Edmonton once in here, but the Oilers have Walloped them, uh, you know, sixteen to three. The last four times, it, it, it kind of defies a little bit of logic to me. How different is it dealing with Brad Larson as opposed to John Tortorella on a day-to-day business, uh, Jody? For you, you know, it's a great question. Um, it's been different because Torts. I played for Torts, um, and I love him. I, I love. Uh, I love his. 
he's you know he's straight ahead with what he does. Uh, Torts was the face of the franchise here, and he was the one that everyone asked us about all the time. Uh, and that was good. It was at a good time for the Blue Jackets. But I really enjoy Brad Larson. You know, he they interviewed him four times, Bob, for the job, and he's been here for eight years. So they know this guy. But they wanted to make sure that he wasn't Torts. They knew they needed a change. And so Brad Larson took notes when he was under John Tortorella. Uh, he made sure that he understood situations with players on and off the ice that he probably would have dealt with differently. And it's no knock on Torts. I mean, Torts was Torts, and that's what he was brought in for. But Lars is really a progressive, um, he's a guy that's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's not a yelling guy, but he's a guy that gets to know the players on a different level. I'll just put it to you this way. Patrick Laine wore a purple suit and purple glasses to the home opener this season. I don't think he would have done it last year. Yeah, and he was off to a better start, obviously. <laughs> he had a miserable stretch last year in Columbus to Latoon, uh, where he went minus 29 in 40-some 40, 40 games playing for John Tortorella last year. All right, Jody, we're going to have some fun with you. i got to ask you this. Have you done any uh, of the NHL Network panels with Michael Rupp? Yes, I have. I have done a couple with Michael Rupp, and uh, yeah. you know where I'm Former going, right? You know where? Yeah, I'm yeah, Mister Relevant. Yeah, Mister Irrelevant. <laughs> well, let me just suggest to you that that I am probably the Mister Irrelevant of Edmonton sports media. So uh, no, 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 no. Uh, but but no, I had no, no. You got it all wrong. You got it all, all wrong. Right. You're great, Bob. All right. Well, flattery will get you everywhere. I don't think you've said a bad thing about anybody so far. No, but with all seriousness, uh, for the uh, the listeners that haven't seen this, there was a memorable exchange between uh, Michael Rupp, who at that time I think was playing for the Rangers and you were playing for the Flyers. Or, uh, and that, and that's all part of the warfare that used to occur on the ice, wasn't it, Jody? No, listen, Bob, I disagree. I've never had anyone use such an intelligent word <laughs> on the ice. And he knew he, knew he had a microphone on. Okay. He knew there was cameras on him. And he wouldn't fight me. And he, it's like he put the spotlight on himself and said that, which is fine. Yeah. You know, Rupper, yeah. he's, a, he's a nice guy. I have a great relationship with him. But when you have the mic on, uh, to me, it was a little calculated. And, uh, you know, that was fine. I got my revenge my last game in Philly when I got to fight him. Uh, because in that um, in that series, so th- they, they followed us around 24-7, right. Rangers, right. Flyers. I didn't play in the outdoor game. I was a healthy scratch, and he scored two goals and did the Yager salute, disrespecting Yager. So I thought I got him back in my last game, and uh, they were in town, and uh, Rupert obliged, and uh, I I got him, and then I did the Yager salute. So I kind of took it back, and, and that was uh, that's, that's part of it. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. It's funny, you know. People missing, like you know what? I guess I had a mic the other night on Barry and Barry and Cece, where you know I. CC might have been talking to one of the Leaf players, cut the cord or whatever it was, and you got no friends over there, and you got no friends here. And you, guys joke around with stuff like that all the time, but I, I had to. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, was there anybody in particular that was really good at needle? I know that we've had you tell a story about Louis Nebraska. We had Louis on earlier. He didn't say it today, but he told the story in the past of, you know, you fighting him uh, late in Louis' career, early in your career. But were there a couple guys yeah. that were just exceptionally witty and really good at getting some zingers in on the ice when you played that even had you even if they're on the opposition team they kind of had you chuckling a bit oh yeah uh, but, but the worst and the best was sean avery i mean you wouldn't get in an argument with him especially in front of his bench because he would just bury you and I, I was with him in new york and he said some things to some guys where i had to go down to the other end of the bench because i was like man 
that is aggressive. But he, you know, those guys, uh, Brett Hall, Chris Chelios was awesome. You know, he always had some kind of one-liner just to get you chuckling a little bit. Um, but I heard Max Domi the other day. I forget who he was going after on the bench because I was between the benches. Man, he's pretty good. He had uh, the the teammates of the player he was going after. It was Anaheim. He was going after a player on Anaheim. He had the teammates chuckling, and no one had a response. And to me, that's if you if you if you could do that. You probably said said something pretty good. So, so Max only right now, I think it's the best in the Blue Jackets for that. When Sean Avery, ruthless. when Sean Avery was up with Detroit early in his career, uh, he, he said, and I, I think it was ESPN. That's how far back it was. It might have been ESPN. He was chirping George, okay, and he's going to be a long night for you, big man. And George looked at Brett Hull, and Brett Hull looked at Sean Avery and said, "Sean, shut up." <laughs> like George just looked that's at him a like brand right there, right, and it ended right there. Like that's enough out of you. Yeah. So, well, uh, I look forward to yeah. seeing you uh, down here. Uh, now it's 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 remarkable that you got to work with a former Edmonton uh, broadcaster himself, uh, Jeff Rimmer. I think he's in your uh, 693 of broadcasting NHL games. <laughs> still a highly talented guy. Uh, still grinds it out every day. I know he was down here early for the the, uh, the orders optional. That was awesome stuff. Jody, uh, thank you for joining us here in orders now, okay? All right, Bob. We'll see you to the rink. Always, uh, always look forward to seeing you, man. Keep up the great work here in Edmonton. You do a, you do a tremendous job. So I appreciate how you have me on. I'll slide, I'll slide you the Roos Chris gift certificate a little later. Thank you very much. That is Jody Shelley. It is one forty nine in Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers now after this. This is Oilers now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. Brent in Drayton Valley giving us some sense of uh, maybe where things are at here. Uh, Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Welcome back, everybody. Orders now. Bob Stoffer with you, 152 in Edmonton. Hey, Bobby, it's a wee bit chilly in my listing location, too. Minus 21 with blowing snow. Another beautiful day in the patch. That one comes to us for a Brenton DV as I'm whining about being in 11 degrees. I think it's 12, maybe 13. It's gone up to 13 now in the old proverbial broadcast booth. What happens is in our, Brendan knows this, Brendan Escott, because uh, he sits up here uh, for the games in the 8th floor there's fans that blow right into our broadcast location brendan you wanted to jump in on uh, max domi's prolific fighting ability yeah we were talking about uh, when he first broke into the league i couldn't remember who he he caught somebody flush and as it so happens he reminded me ryan kessler was on the receiving end of that yeah that was a great moment right up there with when uh, ethan bear fought uh, matthew kachuk like those were a couple of my favorite moments royal pizza pizza passes so much more edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, the Mediterranean chicken. Oh, boy. I know this day well. Oh, this, you know what? This, this date, this event kind of shaped the early genesis of a show called Total Sports. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel, looking for a great Oilers road trip, fly non-stop Flair Airlines to Nashville. This is an April trip. Hopefully the world will be settled a bit bound again by that point. You can watch the Oilers play for only $1,750 called New West Travel. That's Nashville in April uh, on the Oilers Now Road Trip, newwesttravel.com. On this date back in 2003, 
2004. What do you got for us, Brendan Escott? Uh, the Oilers traded Mike Comrie away to Philadelphia for Jeff Wojtka, a first-round pick in the 2004 draft and a third-round pick in uh, 2005. Now, that first-rounder in 04 turned out to be Rob Shrimp, who turned out to be absolutely nothing at the <laughs> NHL level. <laughs> and the fans liked him. Fans wanted to see him become a player. Mike Comrie, a lot better guy than people, I think, I always had a lot of time for Mike, uh, straight shooter, and I will tell you point blank that his teammates liked him as well. Uh, but throughout the fall of 0304, uh, Mark Spector and myself had a little show called uh, Total Sports, and uh, we had numerous conversations about Mike Comrie and the importance of having skill. The Oilers had real good third, fourth lines. Comrie was a decent second-line scorer in the NHL, had multiple 30-goal seasons, uh, and uh, he vacated Edmonton. Uh, on this date back in 2003. Wow. And after being a holdout, represented by Rich Winner, Kevin Lowe was the general manager of the team at that time. Situation was what it was, and it went on for a while. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great roadie, you can fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. We will tell you tomorrow, Brendan Escott is hosting the show Probably, <laughs> unless some things change uh, with the NHL. But uh, I'll be heading to Seattle with uh, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, uh, Louie and the gang. We've got the call of tonight's game. The face-off shows at 5.30 with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam and myself. Uh, puck drop at 7 p.m. Uh, I'll be on the panel tonight on Sportsnet as well. Jack and Louie with the call of Gene Principe, Craig McTavish. So one guy that knows what he's talking about on the panel and another guy that's... Uh, well, whatever. Uh, bluffing his way through it, you might say. Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Mid-City Construction. Sports Sense Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta will be amongst the guests tomorrow. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye from uh, today from 3 to 5.30. Talk to you at 5.35. So long for now from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.